90% of professionals have what they need to take control and pivot their career in a way that makes sense for what they value in this season of life. Powerful. That quote is from this week's guest, Julia Toothaker, who helps people pivot and become the career person they want to be. Welcome to Casa de Confidence, a podcast for women and some cool dudes going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins. And your sidekick, handsome hot husband, that again. I am a dreamer, a traveler, a visionary, and risk taker. I am a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, we are supporter of people and their dreams. If you stumble into the casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, we're so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home. Here I go again on my own, going down the only road I've ever known. I'm a drifter and I... Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. Oh. Hey, you know what that song reminds me of? What? This week's guest. Not the alone part, but it just reminded me of the guest, but it reminds me. Going down the only road I've ever known. Hmm. A lot of us know that one road and we got to find that pivot to hmm. find the career that we love. I think, I think that's good. That's good. Right. That's a great analogy. Hey, I'm trying to contribute to this podcast and you're not giving me <laughs> any love, not any uh, listen. Daniel Cito. That is perfect. I, oh honey, that was wonderful. You know, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I need to spritz myself with some moon water. Oh my gosh. Up. She's trying to get the stink of my singing off of her. <laughs> uh, so I, Julie. Yes, Daniel. What are you drinking this week? I see something in your cup. Mm-hmm. I am drinking some rose hip tea. Rose hip tea. Mm-hmm. So roses well, are my favorite. I didn't know roses had hips. They do. You know what? And they don't lie. <laughs> oh my God. You took the words out of my mouth. You That's why we're button. married because uh, we're so in sync. <laughs> rose hips don't lie. That's right. Hey, by the way. Yes. I have to tell you, I am on a growth path. Ooh. You know what my growth path is? A path. Oh. I'm on a growth path. You know what it is? What? I'm eating burgers when I'm growing. <laughs> oh my God. You have. I'm on that path. You have this one eyebrow that is sticking out. Can uh, I pull that out? No one can see it. I can see it. It's, it's a bothering podcast. me. Well, it's bothering we'll take me. care of that later. How's no, that? Can I just do it right now? Let me I, do it. No, oh, go Come ahead. Come over here. Lean in. Lean in. Oh my God. Ow. Wait. Ow. Hey. Hey. <sighs> People don't want it. I, that's a lot. That's more than one eyebrow. <laughs> Holy cow! That thing's it's huge. So tiny. It's. It looked. It's maybe like, I cut it in half. Maybe, maybe I left half in there. 
Nice. Now it's only an inch long. (laughs) (laughs) I just needed to do that. I feel so so fulfilled and satisfied. Hold on. Oh, what are you drinking, Daniel? Pastiche. Mm. A pastiche, a LaCroix pastiche. (laughs) A LaCroix. Very nice. Good for you. A little chemical water for my soul. It's not chemical. It isn't? No, it doesn't. This is sparkling water. It's sparkling water. Naturally essence. That's right. Naturally but it, essence. Is it also got a natural essence? I don't think so. I, I mean, you listen. You never know. You never know. But um, I'm telling you that I'm in a growth path. And one oh, of the yes. things that I've been doing, because here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. In life or in business, you have to have a personal brand. And in order for you to grow your business and in order for you to grow your brand and to have an impact with whatever it is that you do, and even if you don't have a business and you are working for a company, you have your own personal brand. And it is very important to show up consistently. It's important to show up um, in a way in which you are sharing what your values Mm -hmm. are so that there is no mistake about what... Um, what does, what, it, what is the essence of you? Kind of like that pastiche is the <laughs> essence for the LaCroix. <laughs> Just saying. So I've been in a growth path because I've been showing up really consistently in my socials and I am growing my followers, which it's not my goal to become like an influencer. My goal is to just, um, teach, inspire, educate, and again, you know, there's things that I know that I struggled learning and I don't want anybody else to struggle, honestly, because there is an easy way to do things and consistency is one of them. Well, the cool thing also is, mm-hmm. what did you say? Teach, inspire. Educate. Do, you forgot the, the last part. And you said the word later, but it is learn because you learn from others. Yes. And that's important. That's part of what community is about. And a lot of yeah. the community that we have nowadays is online. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When this all first started back in the day, people were like, oh, oh, you say you got friends. So all your friends are online. You know what? That's okay. You know mm-hmm. what? You've made so many friends in this time. If we didn't have that tool, think about how many how many people you've gotten to know over the past two years. True. It it just blows my mind. The world has changed. And you know what? Well, and we evolve. And I think, and I think the reality is that we, we have, um, we are, and I, and I talked about this uh, last week. We are people who crave that connection and we strive to, you know, the people who, in our universe may not be like-minded. So we have to find places um, where we can find people that feel the same way or think the same way in some ways so that we can be inspired and grow together. Mm -hmm. And there's so many amazing opportunities to be part of communities. And that's just... For sure. it's, it's, it's It's an amazing time where we can know somebody thousands of miles away. Yeah, and learn I from them, love teach them. them. I love people yes. that I met online and that I've gotten to meet IRL. IRL? In real life. Yeah, in real life. <clears throat> That's right. By the way, 
Did you do your Wordle today? Ooh, I didn't do my Wordle today. Oh, I did mine. I did good. Okay. You showed me yesterday. I know, because I Wordle learned it was. yesterday. Apparently, Wordle's taking the world by storm right now. and I know. We were late to the party. And if Wordle. you're late, later than us and you're wondering what Wordle is, hmm. it's a website that you log in once a day, and they have a little puzzle where you are supposed to come up with the word for the day. Did you put a website or an app on my phone? No, it's a website. You just go to the website, but I'm sure you closed that window because you don't keep I your windows open. I close my windows. I like my phone to keep a charge and not consume data Oh, all the my time. gosh. My phone is not consuming data if it's on the internet. You mean Wi-Fi? Yeah, that's what I meant. There you go. <laughs> for someone who is so, um, you know... Sophisticated. I still you? use the antiquated words. I'm using the mm. internet. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon I'm going to be telling people that I'm like waiting for my signal. All right. I just started my Wordle. Okay. But you're, we're podcasting. You can't Wordle and podcast at the same time. I got two letters. Oh, on look my at verse. you. Two <clears throat> letters. And one's in the right spot. One's in the right <clears throat> spot. That's how you get going. So are you going to talk to me right now or are you going to Wordle? My gosh. What's going I'm, on I'm in wordling. this world? He's, I'm wordling. He's wordling. Why don't you talk about our guest? Well, before I talk about our guest, mm-hmm. I will um, I will tell you one thing. Okay, go ahead. On Tuesday, if you were listening to this on the 23rd or 24th, and before the 25th of January, you too have an opportunity and to attend my little cute event. It's not a cute event. It's a, it's a master class. And here's the thing. The reality is that by the third week in January, lots of people have fallen off their wagon. Lots of people are not doing the things that they want to do or the goals. And, and they have kind of fallen off. And that's just what happens, right? But in order to get started, Oh, my God. Dan finished his Wordle, apparently. I got my Wordle on the fourth try. How about you? I got it on the fourth try, too. It ain't going to be as good as you. Yeah. I'm sorry. You were saying? I was saying that people are falling off their wagon, or maybe they never got on the wagon for the new year, and they need help. Well, they need support. And one of the things that I have been sharing with people is a free guide in helping individuals plan their first quarter of the year to create goals and create a tangible plan that you can follow day in and day out to make sure you're successful in your business. Now, most people have downloaded it and are cool just doing it on their own. But for the people that hey are like, oh my gosh, this is a little confusing. Hold my hand. I decided to host a masterclass. The masterclass is Tuesday at 7 p.m. And we will put the details in the show notes. And you can download the guide as well so that you can either attend or if it's passed, you can still get the guide. And you can use it not just for the first quarter, but you can use it for ongoing quarters. But I, what I love about this it is that it gives you something very tangible to follow, which we all really need from time to time. So on sad news, I told you about this earlier, but I really wanted to just talk about it a little bit because... We have to address that Titch Not Han Titch Not 
Han. I can never say his name correctly, but he is the Buddhist uh, monk that um, passed away this past weekend. And I am so sad about yeah. that because he is a Buddhist Zen master that, you know, won the Nobel Peace Prize. He was touted by Martin Luther King, as a matter of fact, as being just a beacon for peace, um, which I find very, very um, sentimental, I guess, being that this week we celebrate Martin Luther King as oh. well. He was 95, and he passed away in the village of Vietnam. There have been several memorial services that are being streamed online for him, and just what an inspiration on life, 95. Hmm. So 2022 takes another one. And here's the thing. When he started, he was actually exiled out of Vietnam. He was a avid anti-war and again, I'm not I'm not even giving him justice. I'm not even reading it and and I wish I I would have prepared better. But one of the quotes that I they put in the website for him is that I am a continuation. Like the rain is a continuation of the cloud. So it's interesting that when you die, in his perspective, you continue to evolve and you evolve differently into another form. So I think that that's a good thing <clears throat> to to think about. Thank you for taking a moment to honor a great man. So a great person and a great influence. Yeah, I love I, I love his meditations, by the way. If anybody hasn't done a meditation by him, definitely go check it out to YouTube or go to the plumvillage.org, which is the community that he filmed in, the community that he created in France. Very good. So you like your job. I do like my job, yes. What do you think makes you successful at your job? Because I enjoy it. And I'm really good at it. Hmm. Sometimes not everybody enjoys their job. And sometimes we need to be able to just sort of process what our next steps hmm. are or how we can present ourselves better or grow in the position in which we are. And I have to tell you that Julia, who is our um, guest for today, she is a career coach and strategist with professionals that are ambitious and corporate ambitious professionals. She's awesome, by the way. You know, she loves working with clients. And one of the things that she has had as a favorite client win is that one of the clients, after a period of time, told her how their sessions made a long impact in their career and life. And that happens recently, but it really validates what she does because the reality is that all of us spend a lot of time in our career. And if we're not really having that time impact us and make a difference, then we are going to be spending a lot of miserable time. So working with someone like Julia can help you leverage your skills, grow to the next level, and really create the type of life that you want when it comes to your career. I met her through a mastermind, which, by the way, she recommended me to uh, be a part of this other community, which I do a lot of networking with. And I am growing tremendously by learning from coaches that have been coaches for over 20, 25, 30 years. So this is a great perspective. And, and Julie and I are having fun collaborating and being a part of this community. Well, I think we should get at it then. So we I should. hope you enjoy 
this conversation with Julie and Julia. Julie and Julia. Julia Toothaker, helping high-level professionals achieve the career they want. On with the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Casa de Confidence. Today, I have uh, my friend Julia, Julia Toothaker, who I've met through um, my, a mastermind, a mastermind that I just love the women in that group because talk about women of essence, women on purpose, life changers for others. And Julia is one of them. She is a career strategist coach. Also, Julia has the Ride the Tide Collective, but I am going to let her introduce herself. As you know, people who are listening, that this is what I love to do. So, Julia, welcome to Casa de Confidence. You are so welcome in our home. Tell us a little bit about you and who you are. Oh, thank you, Julia. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so glad that that mastermind brought us together because we are definitely kindred spirits in business. So this is so great that we get to share on this podcast. and I'm, I'm so excited. So thank you for having me. Um, yeah, a little bit about me. I'm a career coach and strategist. I've been doing this for about 10 years. So this isn't like something that I just woke up and was like, I'm going to be a career coach today. <laughs> um, I have a long history in this field. I got my start in higher education. So I have been trained thoroughly to do this work. And, you know, I don't want to go back too far into my story, but mm -hmm. Part of the reason that I'm really passionate about this work is because I had so many shifts and changes in my career and I never felt like I could find my place. Mm. And when I finally did, it was the best feeling to feel really confident in what I was doing. And then throughout my career, even as a career coach, you know, I still had the struggles of stress and bad managers and bad cultures and all of that. I'm not void of that. Mm -hmm. And so now I use my business and my voice to help advocate for people in their own career. And so my mantra is kind of control your career, you Ooh. know, take control of it and figure out what you need to be happy and successful. And the one thing I have to add is if you had asked me maybe five years ago whether or not I would be sitting here doing a podcast or running my own business, I would have told you absolutely not. Um, I am somebody that values stability. I value mm -hmm. kind of knowing day to day what is going to be happening and all of that. But I had some really big life changes happen <clears throat> to me in a very short amount of time that completely changed the trajectory of my career and my life, which is what brings me here today. So yeah, I'm here to just talk about that and talk about things that have happened to me. And I don't, you tell me, what, what do you want me to talk about? Well, you know, I, I think that you alluded to something and, and, you know, are you comfortable in talking about some of these life changes? Because I think that Absolutely. that we all go through life changes. And sometimes when we're going through something difficult or challenging or new to us, we feel alone and we feel like no one has ever felt this way and no one has ever dealt with. And I think that pain and grief or even um, overwhelm or whatever it is that we're choosing or to feel at that moment can be a very individual feeling to us. I don't want to minimize that, you know, what we feel it's not important, but it, I think that it helps to know that we're not first. Right. And, and I would love to share a little bit, 
uh, I'd love for you to share a little bit about, you know, what you went through and what some of these big life changes were, if that's okay. Yeah, I'm happy to. This has really become part of my origin story in a way that I never thought that it would because my my childhood and life up until a few years ago was just very average, (laughs) very vanilla (laughs) and nothing really happened. I didn't have any kind of real story. I was just a very average person living a very (laughs) average life. And um, in 2016, fall of 2016, my dad passed away pretty unexpectedly. And I'm an only child for context. So I didn't have siblings that Mm. I could really, you know, lean on for this. Um, Soon after that, uh, I got pregnant, which is like, oh, you got pregnant. That's so wonderful. Um, I had a panic attack when I found Mm. out. (laughs) Not because I didn't want to be pregnant or we weren't trying. We absolutely were. But it was the reality of oh, like we can't go back now. There's, we are bringing a tiny human into the world. Plus I had just lost my dad. Mm. So I was managing my mom who was not doing well. Wow. Um, Went through with the pregnancy, had gestational diabetes while I was pregnant, which if anybody has had that, that was a big life change Mm -hmm. that we had to go through with food and all kinds of stuff. Um, And then had my son and then, in fall of 2017 and then in winter of 2018 my mom passed away also pretty unexpectedly so in the span of like a year and a half I had these three really big life events happen and thankfully I was working at a place that was very understanding Mm -hmm. to my situation to a point you know I mean you can only use so much paid time off and all of that but They were very understanding, and that's part of what helped me get through some of that. Mm. But for anybody that's gone through, like, multiple traumatic events, and I will say having a child is a traumatic event. It's a happy event, but it's also very traumatic. Agreed. And, you know, you come out of that, and you're like, what am I doing? Like, Mm. what am I doing with life right now? And that was how I felt. It really knocked me off kilter. I was very ambitious um, in my career. I wanted a lot of things in my career. I was actually getting ready to make a transition out of higher ed Mm -hmm. into um, more of an ed tech company. Like I had an offer ready to go. And I left all of that because I had to manage my parents' estate because it was just me by myself. I had a newborn, Mm. you know, I mean, I had my husband, but he worked full time and he worked in downtown LA at the time. So he was gone. Like, 13 hours a day. So there was just a lot going on. And I went to him and I was like, I just, I can't, I just can't. And that was the first time for me as like a really ambitious person who pushed through everything. I realized like, I, I can't live like this. And I took a break. I I took a break and Mm -hmm. I was like, I just need to like sit and live mm. and enjoy this little boy that I have, you know, and enjoy this time. And I did that for a little bit, got got my mind kind of back on track and realized, oh, you're really an ambitious person and you need to be doing something else. Like, no hate to the stay-at-home moms out there. I yeah. have so much appreciation yeah, and for love sure. because it took me about a month to realize, <laughs> like, this is not, right. this is not going to work out for me very well. It's not going to work out for him very well. And so what I wanted was flexibility. Mm -hmm. And so I started my business 
And the rest is history from there. But those three events as an only child, as an ambitious woman, Mm -hmm. really just rocked everything in me. And I look back on it now. My husband and I reflect a lot on that time because our life has changed pretty dramatically Mm. since then. Um, And I look back on it and I'm like, I think I'd be the worst version of myself had I stayed in that that pace that I was at in my career, in life, where we were living, all of that, I think I would be the worst version of myself. And I probably would have had a heart attack by 40, honestly. Oh my gosh. So it, it, You know, I, I want to unpack a lot of what you said. And I think that um, this is why I love, and, and I totally understand why the name of your company is Ride the Tide. Because I think that um, through all of these life challenges and events and changes that went through your life, you really were riding the tide. Mm-hmm. You you had no control over the circumstances, but what you control is how you were navigating the circumstances. Right. And, right. you know, as an ambitious person, I think I, I also, I, I have been, uh, my sister's in Florida. My sister, Georgie in Florida has had a couple surgeries and I've visited her over the years. She has an, a daughter and I've had to really, you know, play, you know, the, the, the mom person role while my sister's recuperating and and I am not a very good nurse number one I will say that I I I I tried to be sympathetic I'm like oh my god just get up just and which is terrible because when I am sick I want to be waited on hand and foot number one number two this whole mom like I like oh my god I gotta go drop her off make her breakfast oh I need to get this and I was like whoa um It's not for me. And, you know, there is, you know, a woman who stays home with the children. I have so much respect for them. And they also have a different kind of ambitious because ambition that is different from mine because they really uh, fill their cup from the work that they're doing. And God bless them. But for me, I also am like, oh, my God, thank God this is not my life. Right. Because I just could not do it. It doesn't, you know, fill me. Um, and I want it more and I know, and, and I think that I also want it more because I knew that my skill set was better suited to different things. Right. 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 I love a tidy home, but it doesn't, you know, like I'd rather have somebody else do it for me. Right. (laughs) Well, and I'll tell you, like my husband takes care of a lot of stuff. Uh Honestly, especially since I've been doing the business, Um, he does all the cooking. He's really kind of the go to person and he's better at it. Oh, yeah. And that's something that people don't talk about Uh a lot. I'm like, look, can I can I cook? Can I make all the things? Can I? Yes, I can. Do I want to? No. No. And why should we spend our life doing things that we're miserable at? Like, again, I use the example. Listen, when I go at it, my toilets will like shine and I may even take like a layer of porcelain because I scrub so hard. Right. But like, I, I, I don't, I'd, I'd rather be talking to you. I'd rather mm-hmm. be coaching. I'd rather be speaking or doing something that, um, and, and that life is too short to be really spending time doing the things that we hate and really right. focusing on the gifts that we have. Um, I love that you've also found a lot of the flexibility in going off on your own and doing the things that you're doing. I think that um, many of us, and, and I think that even when I was in a career, um, flexibility sometimes is not the word that you typically use 
when you're in in, in a career path as well. How does someone, if they're working for an employer or if they're in, in this set life for themselves that they enjoy and they're happy and that's, you know, their, their path, how do you create flexibility when maybe you, you have to work within the constraints of an organization? Yeah, great question. Great question. So a lot of this depends, honestly, on the organization and your management, Mm -hmm. because we all know there are great managers out there that understand that we are people who have lives. Whether we have kids or not shouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. We are people, we have lives, we have things that we need to do. And sometimes we can only do those things within the constraint of that nine to five time frame. And I think the really good managers out there get that. Um, I think the ones that hold on to that power are the ones that are, you know, they're dealing with their own issues of insecurity and, and all of that. If you're in that position, I mean, Mm -hmm. I really take a look at like, is that the best environment for you? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what happened to us was our circumstances changed and our needs changed in terms of flexibility. And I couldn't get the flexibility that I wanted and needed And I left. Mm -hmm. And I think some people get really intimidated by, oh, I can't leave. Yeah. I can't. I can't leave this job. It's good pay. It's this. It's that. It's whatever. But if it's not allowing you to live the life that you want, Mm -hmm. imagine if you find somewhere that will. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not... I'm not saying that's an easy transition. That can definitely take time to figure out. It's super scary. But once you realize what you want in your Mm -hmm. life, what you want in your career, you can find a place that's going to value that. It doesn't always seem that way, but you can do it. You know, I I have a very funny story about this. I worked for a company and I love them. I was there and I am so grateful for them because they, they, you know, took me, grew me, grew me, trained me, coached me, allowed me, gave me the opportunity to then lead a brand new business line for them and grow department from one per, Oh, I reported to the VP of business development at the time, but he grew me and he said, okay, take it over. And I went and I grew from myself to one to two to three. And then by the time I left, I mean, we must've been like 30 people under the department. Um, but, and I left because I, though I love the company, I had great opportunities it was definitely time for me to go. I was also, um, and you, you mentioned something and I just talked about this in another podcast. I got to a point in which I became, I'm going to say it, a shitty manager. Mm. And I was a shitty manager because of the crap that was going on in my personal life. And I needed to control and I needed to, you know, that flexibility or that understanding, um, for my staff, I begrudged them, the happy home life that they had. And I'd be great. And, and that was my own issue. And that was one of the biggest lessons that I had, but I also didn't have some of the flexibility to be myself, to, you know, to be able to, um, deal with my own minutia. Um, 
you know, and I was in a very unhappy marriage and from the outside, everything looked perfect. And I was so afraid, right, that if my perfection fell apart, that would also impact me in my, in my, I would be looked at less than in my business. So I went to another company. It was a great opportunity for me. And, but it allowed me to have the space to go through the difficulty in my marriage, um, deal with some of that. And then when the marriage did fall apart, because no matter what I did, it wasn't working, um, I had the space that I could be less than perfect and be surrounded by people who were supportive and loving. And, you know, I talk a little bit about this in my book, but um, that that is something that I think that um, people don't realize. We only always, always look at um, managers who are, oh, that mean boss or that this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they are, but, you know, there's something behind there. And we have to address that too, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I'm so like, I mean, I'm not happy for your situation, but I'm happy that yeah. you shared that because, and I hope people who are listening to the podcast really heard what you just said because the ability to self-reflect mm. and say, I did not show up yeah. and I know that I was a bad manager, that is huge. There are so many people who right. would never think to go back and be like, no, I was not a good version of myself then. And here's why. Yeah. And one of the things that I do in my coaching and in my coaching program is we go through the first section of it is called evaluating your realistic reality. Mm. And what you're describing, like I go through a lot of these questions of like, are you, are you really seeing somebody for who they are? How much information do you have about them. I know there are terrible managers and terrible mm-hmm. people out there. That is right. absolutely true. Of course. But how much do you know about what is going on in their life mm-hmm. personally or the pressure that they get from the top that is then trickling oh. down yep. to you? And the more that you have a clear understanding of what you're walking into, the more that you can find empathy. The more that you can actually confront the situation right. a little bit better to say, hey, I know that there's a lot of pressure on you, but this is not okay. Like, please don't treat me this way. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's where so you distinguish, mm-hmm. are they a good person who's in a bad situation or are they really a bad person? Right. And then you can make the decision of whether or not it's time to get to out. To get out or go, you know, I... I love that you said that. I think that, you know, the company that I worked for was going through transition, right? We we were bringing in a new CEO and subsequently she's gone and uh, I followed her career and it's been interesting to see the same pattern. Um, when she came into the company, she looked around the the room, you know, our, we were at the boardroom full of executives, all of us department heads, and we've been with the company. Many of us have been homegrown grown through, and this is a national company, um, you know, multi-million dollar company. And she looked at all of us and she said, most of you are going to be gone because I don't like people who are homegrown. I want to put my team in here. And we were like, what? And it was such a like environment, um, in which, you know, we, we had great relationships. Like we traveled with these people. We've known each other. Um, we had good friendships and we really were put like, she liked to, kind of pit us against each other. And it was so such a like, oh, and then I, and, and the stress in, in the, um, 
and coming back to my staff, like I remember just feeling like, oh my God, perform, 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 because this has an impact on me. And of course, you know, again, not making excuses, like uh, what was going on in my personal life. I, and, and, and here's the thing, and here's the lesson that I've since reconnect, reconnected with, in particular, one of my staff members who I was very close to that I, I know that, you know, I haven't really talked to her. I've seen her a couple of different times in, in professional settings, but I haven't really talked to her since that time, since I left. And, um, and I, I reached out and I said, I just wanted to say, you know, I think I owe you an apology because I know that when I hired you, I, I loved working with you. I loved helping you grow, but I know that like that last year or so I was just, just, you know, bitch on wheels, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I'm sorry, you know, and she's like, thank you. That means a lot to me. She's like, but you know, I, I just want to tell you that you, I wouldn't be where you, I am if it weren't for you giving me an opportunity for you teaching me the things. And then somebody else out of the blue came in, reached out and said, Hey, I just wanted to tell you that you were the first person that told me that I should go to a non-for-profit and that I should be in this kind of position. And I've always thought about that. And I have this job and she's now chief operating officer for a non-for-profit. And she's like, I have to thank you because you are the one who poured into me. So even though I, I might've not shown up at my best at one point, you, you do have an impact on people's lives. So don't beat yourself up over it. And I think that, you know, but just bringing awareness to a situation is key and making sure that, you know, if you didn't show up as your best, go and rectify it. And then, you know, continue to just let your values shine through. And, and that's important. And that's something that, by the way, um, you have some, some clear values that you share. Um, the values are truth quality, action, and authenticity. Mm-hmm. I make my clients in one of the first sessions that we have go through and identify what are the values that are important to you? Why did you select these for yourself and why are these important? So <clears throat> being in higher education for so long, and I had been in other organizations before that, um, I found that I, I connected best with the organizations that were really clear about mm. who they are, what they believed, and what they were fighting for. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things that I did when I decided to start the business was clearly identify who, who am I going to be in this business? Like, what is this business mm-hmm. going to represent? <clears throat> Excuse me. And those words are exactly Mm. what I wanted it to represent. And I mean, they represent me as well as a person, as a coach, all of that. Um, And I wanted people when they came to my website and they checked me out, I wanted them to be very clear. I wanted it to be clear about what they were getting with me. Because when, when I was working in the environment I was in before, I didn't get to choose who I worked with, right? So you get an appointment, they come in, I I have to help them regardless of the situation, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But we don't always work. We don't always right. mesh. My style doesn't always work for everybody. And I figured out very quickly because I was exposed to so many different types of people and so many career paths and all of that, I figured out very quickly who 
I knew I could help the most, who I could make the most impact for and with. And I kind of used that. And honestly, it ended up being someone kind of similar to me Mm -hmm. um, because I'm very direct. I'm very straightforward. I just, I don't BS stuff with my clients. So if you can't handle that, then we're not going to be a good fit. And so those, you know, that collection Mm -hmm. of words and values that I have for the company, I want somebody to go there and be like, oh, okay, I can't, I can't bullshit this woman. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna get into it. And even if you follow me on social, I'm very clear, like, look, like, don't try to play me because it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Oh, I love that. I, I, I may have to borrow that. So, uh, because, you know, when I go through the exercise, the personal branding exercise with my clients in the, in the, one of our first sessions, I I share what my values are, but it's interesting. And, and, And it made me think when I saw it on your site, do they remember do they understand? And, and, and I think that that, and, and this is why I go through the personal branding. And, and even if you're not a coach or a business, I think that even as an individual in a career is very important to understand what your values are. Because if, if you're like with an organization and your values don't align, um, then you're going to be unhappy. You're going to be super miserable. I think that, you know, so I want to share just what my values are. So service is very important to me. I was taught from a very early age, you know, to those much given, much is expected. Um, Growth is important to me as as well. I always expect to continue to grow and never stay stagnant and be in the same spot. I expect that from my clients as well. I want them to know that they need to grow and find ways. And that means being uncomfortable. And that Absolutely. means that you're going to not be where, you know, you, you like to be. <laughs> um, and efficiency, because I'm a, I'm a D on the disc, <laughs> you know, just don't tell me how to do it. Don't get stuck in the, in the details. Let's just get it done and find the best way of doing it. And of course, leadership and community are my last two. And I've, I feel leadership. I, I, I know that. It, I am tasked with leading and helping others become the leader that they should be, but we can't do it alone. We have to be together. So those, those are my values. And um, I'm going to have to maybe borrow that, Julian, put it on my website <laughs> to my husband's dismay. No, I, he'll make the change. Do it. <laughs> do it. Because I'll tell you, I, I've had past students reach out to me and actually this last year, I think because of the pandemic and everything, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are questioning like literally everything in their lives. So I've had a lot of past students reach out to me and I had one um, who I jumped on a call with and he was like, I kind of gave him some real like hard truth about his situation. (laughs) And he was like, this is why, this is why I contacted you yeah. because I knew that you were not going to BS me. I knew that oh, you were going to be yeah. honest and you were going to, you know, do what was best for me in my situation. And I was like, okay, good. Because mm-hmm. that means that I've, I've had that throughout my career, but whether or not people above me or coworkers understood that or respected it mm-hmm. was totally different. Yeah. So then having your own business, you're like, I do what I want. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about myself the way that I want to be respected in yes. my position, in my career. And I will turn people away if I know that they're not going to be a good fit for me because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, 
I don't want you to have a bad time and I don't want to have a bad time feeling like I have to pull you along because you're not willing to unlock these things that you need to talk about. Yeah, that that's so good. Now, you and I um, belong to to a group of coaches that you introduced me to. And um, tell me a little bit about this um, group is called Top Coaches. And we are founding members of Top Coaches, which I am so thrilled that we connected. But um, because I'm like, wow, these people are amazing. Like I need to learn and soak it up from them. What have you been finding in being a, a part of Top Coaches? Yeah. So this is such a funny story because the the person that is spearheading this, <laughs> Zach Swire, he's absolutely amazing. Like seriously, one of the best humans I have met. <laughs> Love working with him. He was connected to a friend of mine. So you want to talk about networking and, you know, being connected to the right people. Um, this friend of mine, we're like so close and we <laughs> advocate for each other. And she recommended for me to meet with him to be a part of this. And he has two sides to this business. He has top coach and then he has top teams. And I was actually <laughs> recruited for top teams first. Gotcha. And we met and, you know, they're all business coaches like you. So they mm-hmm. work with businesses. I don't. I am an individual mm-hmm. one-on-one coach to do career coaching. So I don't do business anything. And we're talking and he's telling me what he's doing. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I really like this. This is amazing. And I said, hey, I love it, but I'm not going to be a business coach and I'm not Mm going to use your system. I'm happy to help you build a system because I'm very good at that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not like I am not your target audience at all. And he actually fought for me to come on to this like other founding um, founding group for top teams. And he was like, no, like, I see the value that you bring. I don't have anybody with your context and your experience. And I want that because you do have the one-on-one side. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, that was the first time that I really felt like somebody was fighting for me because of my expertise Mm -hmm. in my area. And I really had not felt that for a very, very long time. Yeah. And so through that group and talking about growing top teams, which is actually going to be a certification mm-hmm. and a process for people cool. to use, um, we ended up creating Top Coach because in the whole process, mm-hmm. he realized he's like, I don't like being part of these gatekeeping groups Yeah, where you learn a system. And you can only be a part of that group and you can only use that system and you can't deviate from the system. (laughs) And, you know, I don't like that either. Like, I am not a rule follower in that way. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Because I want to do what's going to work best for me and my client Mm -hmm. in tandem. And so that was also his vision. So top coach got started and we're in the middle of launching it and we're still um, bringing in, um, our kind of founding 50 is what it's basically being called. And I'm excited because it's going to be a group of coaches from all different types of backgrounds. So there are individual coaches like me, Mm -hmm. there are new coaches, experienced coaches, business coaches, and it's really a judgment free Mm -hmm. place. It doesn't matter what system you use. It doesn't matter really what your background is. We're there to Mm -hmm. learn from each other in a safe place where there's no like, oh, no, you have to do it this way. Oh, I I totally get that. And that's one of the things that attracted me to it. And, you know, in my application, one of the things that I shared and, and 
once I, I spoke to Zach, he's like, I totally, you're nailed it. Um, by saying that, I think that the coaching arena is sort of like the wild, wild west right now. Right. And you have, um, and, and I know because I've been very familiar with them. Like the, when I first started, I, I, I have, you know, someone that I know that, um, is a certified coach for this organization. And she was bringing coaches, uh, she was bringing in a coach to work with her. And that's one of the requirements that you have to be certified by this organization and they do great work. However, um, that's not everything, you know, that, that system is not there's, for instance, when I work with clients, I may be a business and life strategy coach, but I'm using holistic practices. I'm using tiny habits, my certification in tiny habits. I'm using also um, my experience as uh, someone who has gone through some cognitive behavioral techniques as well. And, and, and holistic coaching, really, if if you're trying to grow your business, but your life is in shambles, that does affect how your business grows. Right. It's all yep. interrelated. And that, you know, there's the, only follow this system. All, and I'm not a very good system follower, by the way, which leads me to um, I, I mentioned that I am a D on the disc. I am also an I equally as high, which to my husband's dismay, because I am like attention deficit of all shiny and it's got to be my way or the only way. Um, but you are also certified as uh, to administer and interpret personality and interest assessments. Which ones are they? So MBTI, mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs yeah. type indicator, um, which mm-hmm. if you are familiar with it, I use step two, which okay. is a different version. Um, it takes your letters, essentially mm-hmm. your four letters, and actually breaks them down. And what I love about that is people who are like, well, I think I'm an introvert, but I also am act extroverted. This breaks down each of your introvert and extrovert. So mm. you can see you likely have some tendencies in extroversion. Right. And that's why you think that you might be an extrovert or an ambivert or something like that. So anyway, I love the step two assessment. And that's the one that I use with cool. my clients. Um, I'm trained in strengths as well, okay. Gallup strengths. I don't have their official certification, and I'll tell you why. One, it's very expensive, <laughs> very expensive to do. But I was also trained by somebody who worked on the original research for strengths, mm-hmm. and I worked at a strengths-based institution. So my I have been drowned in strengths for many, many years. And it's another assessment that I use pretty frequently. So those are the two main ones um, that I utilize. I've been using Enneagram a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm not certified in that. Um, It's a little newer for me, but um, it's kind of the hot assessment right now. So I try to stay on top of, you know, whatever the assessment trends are so that I'm familiar with it. But honestly, I've interpreted a lot of assessments that I'm not certified in because I have um, I have a counseling focused degree as well. And so that kind of allows me to end up doing like um, reviews and things of different assessments. Like I understand what they're trying to say and right. what they're trying to do and all of that. So my clients sometimes will bring me assessments that they've taken at work and mm-hmm. I read through them and we talk about it and all of that. So I love a good assessment. <laughs> Me too. I love, oh my gosh. So I, um, I took the Enneagram and were you in that, ma- and were you in the mastermind when we did the, the, 
they had the Enneagram person come in. That was like maybe a couple weeks ago. Yes. Yes. Okay. I did. I did attend that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I took the, I took the Enneagram and it's very new to me and I tested a couple different ways. And when it came to right down to like the second time that I tested, um, I tested as a seven and I was like, no, I don't want to be a seven. Oh my gosh. This talks about all, it's like high eye in my book, right? Like, um, and a seven in the Enneagram, the only thing that I can really think of is like the one that suffers from FOMO. And it's so true though. Like for me, like, I was like, oh, I should do this. And it really has to be something that I keep in check because it can really be detrimental. And and obviously personality is not permanent. The one thing that I did get out of that though, was that, um, I figure I finally figured out what the wings mean because in my, in my little result, and this is from the Enneagram Institute, it, I guess it tells you, but because I'm like, I just want the top level thing. I'm not going to read all the little details. Um, I couldn't figure out what my wing was, but I guess I'm a wing eight for oh, whatever okay. that's worth. So, <laughs> well, I am a one wing two. Okay. And what's funny. So my personality type is really, I, I am like literally the villain um, in every thing. <laughs> I'm like, what does that say about me? So I'm a one wing two. And then my MBTI is INTJ. Like I'm basically Darth Vader. Oh my is God. Like, <laughs> the end of the day. And it just cracks me up because I look at myself and I'm like, no, you are like, you are mm. like that. But it's because I have extremely high standards for myself and for others. And mm-hmm. I think, I think as a coach, that's what makes me a really good coach yeah. because I will push people to be the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. But because I also have this softer side within me, I will mm-hmm. recognize like, you know, you were talking about if they have a personal barrier, it will keep them from succeeding in their business. It's the same with career. Yeah. Like if your life is falling apart outside of your career, you're not going to be able to move forward in that until you deal with that. And so half of what I do ends up being life coaching because I'm like, you got to get yourself in order before you put everything into your career, because it's not going to get better if one is always impacting Absolutely. the other. I, I totally agree. You know, I can't remember what I am on the Myers-Briggs. I go, I, I've gone through a couple different time things. I, I want to say, um, oh, I, I'm not even going to try to guess, honestly. Um, but I my, feel like you're probably an E-N- Yeah, I'm an E-P- Maybe, maybe or J. J. I would say E Yeah, it's it's like rare, but it's like an yeah, it's an E and yeah. You you have that E N T J like aura about you, which is a compliment. I always take it as a compliment. Yes, I'm gonna have to find it. I think I yeah because my husband's like oh god, of course. That's how my husband is. Too. Yeah, like, <laughs> Makes so much sense now. <laughs> right. Um, so actually, actually, hold on. I'm going to I'm going to play. Um, so, of course, I went to this women's retreat where um, a, one of the women, she actually is an expert on, on the disc. And she she sent this thing out. She's like, everybody's got to take the disc. And I'm like, I'm, I already know what I'm, I am on the disc. I don't need to take it. And she's like, no, no, you need to take it. It changes. I'm like, OK. Anyhow, when it came back, it 
like exactly right um but her her report is beautiful like it really like um breaks it down a little differently than the other ones that I've taken. So um, I was reading to my husband, okay, this is what motivates me. Initiating change, having authority, achieving immediate results, promoting innovation, taking risk, sharing enthusiasm for ideas, keeping things moving, collaborating with coworkers, um, helping uh, people work together. Like, "Hmm, yeah, that's, and and then, um, and then I said, look, this is what's stressful for me. Following strict rules or protocols, having to moderate your pace, um, having little independence or control, partnering uh, with overly cautious of indecisive people. And, and he's like, oh, and I said, this is what drives me crazy when we work together. Not, and we really have, I think, found the flow and we continue to work on it. But really, like he is the cautious. He is the person who has to have all the ducks in a row and can't move ahead. Uh, you know, and, and of course, the other thing that I hate is being isolated for long periods. So I and my dogs hear a lot about coaching and they're they're the the um they're part of the board of directors here at Go Confidently Coaching. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, you're totally an ENTJ, by the way, yeah, because that thanks. was definitely okay. a description okay. for an ENTJ. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> I, I really think that that is correct. I, I know I have a picture of it on my phone somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, I'll for tell purposes. you the hardest thing for me, and this was this translated into the workplace a lot, and you touched on it because I'm an INTJ, you're an ENTJ, so very, very similar. Um, this like, no, you have to do it at this pace, mm. and you have to do it this way. I produced probably at double or triple the rate of my coworkers. And it was hard for me because I'm like, I don't know how to be any other way, but I was in an environment that did not support that to the point where my manager was like, you're, you're doing too much. Mm. You're being too much. And I was like, what? Is there a thing is too much? And, and that was hard for me because there was no place for me to go. Right. There was no like and it was a very traditional environment where it was like, well, you were hired last, so I'm not going to promote you over Mm. anyone else, even though you're producing more, you're, you know, you're doing all of these things like, nope, not going to do it. And I was like, what is happening right now? Isn't isn't that crazy? And I think that. Um, it really is something that a lot of the cultures in, in companies have that right in which, you know, you, you have to follow this path and you can't be promoted until, you know, the person that's been working there who may not have your skill set or right right fit. Um, and that I think sometimes hurts the organizations a lot of ways. Well, what ended up happening as a result, which is probably one of my lowest times, was I became mediocre. Mm. And to me, I became mediocre because I was like, well, if I'm not going to go anywhere and you don't want me to perform at my highest, then I'm not. Right. And the irony to that was me at 50% was still... Light years ahead of everybody else, you know, and I don't say that to be arrogant. I hope people don't hear that from me. This was very much a reality of my situation. Mm -hmm. And it's what knocked me into like, I don't want to be mediocre. 
I don't want to have to lessen myself because the team around me can't rise to the occasion and meet me there. Right. And so I ended up staying far longer than I needed to for a lot of different reasons. But once I left and got to a different team that was more at that level, Mm -hmm. oh, man, totally different. It's a game changer. Totally different. Game changer. Yeah. You know, and and, and what you were going through, um, it's a cognitive dissonance because you really know that you're capable of so much more, but you're sort of like, you know, clocked out because you know well why should you that that motivation has changed um you're from southern california and now you live in utah um what is that like i hear utah is beautiful yes so you know earlier we talked about kind of those big changes and you know all those life changes that prompted other things us moving was some of that um we were living in southern california i'm born and raised in southern california so is my husband um he's from san diego he likes to make that distinction yeah of course la a lot of of people say that right (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we're both born and raised, mm-hmm. lived there. We have lived other places briefly, but that's that was our our homestead. Um, we had stayed in California really for my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love California. I love it there. You know, we have a lot of friends, family that still live there. But <clears throat> we were just interested in a different pace of life. Um, mm. And we had actually done some visioning exercises, which he and I had never done before. Interesting. Um, but a, a good friend of mine was like, look, you got a lot going on. You have a lot of opportunity because of your parents passing. Mm-hmm. Like you need yeah. to get your head on straight or you're going to blow all of this. So and good. so she uh, helped facilitate a visioning session with us. And my mm-hmm. husband said, you know, I want to wake up. It was like a day, like, what does the day look like, you know, in a couple <laughs> years or something like that? And my husband said, I want to wake up and I want to see either water or mountains. Mm. I was like, I don't know what you're thinking, but we live in a condo in the middle of Southern California <laughs> and we cannot afford right. water, water and mountains. Or mountains. <laughs> right, right, right. So I start looking, you know, and I start looking at other states and all, mm-hmm. and I'm like, we're never going to find this. Utah was not on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. I had some friends that actually moved here. We visited a couple of times. We ended up finding this community that was just absolutely beautiful. Um, and he ended up finding a house that was on this lake that they have in this community. And it overlooked the mountains. That's amazing. And I was like, what? What are we even doing right now? Utah? Right. Like, who moves to Utah? Right. I mean, this is like so far out of what I thought we were going to do. But I'm going to tell you, we saw this house. We saw the view. We saw the community and researched it. And we fell That's in love awesome. with it. Oh, and my so gosh. Within, um, when he found the house, we put an offer in within like a week. That's um, awesome. I yeah, have to it was say, crazy. visioning exercises are very powerful. And I think that a lot of people uh, need to take time to really envision that. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the concept of the future self, what you may be doing, what does that look like? I, I just did that in my CEO retreat for mm-hmm. my for my women. Um, and I'm doing another retreat um, either December or January. I, I um, But I, I really think that... We need to own into the possibilities and we need to really be able to, um, once we see 
then it, it's very easy to create the, the steps right. to get there, right? And it becomes right. more concrete. And if that's what the picture is, how do you get to that picture? And that's, right. you know, the whole power of, of, of goals and smart goals and all of that. Um, yeah. You and I also have other things in common that I want to just highlight. You're a list maker and you also buy pretty notebooks that you don't use. But I've decided, okay, I, I, where is it? I, I'm getting better. I'm getting better at using them, but some of them are like so, so pretty. I I just bought a whole bunch of these and I love these. And I was like, oh, "Oh, but I don't know. And and I'm like, Jesus, Julie, just use it. (laughs) Because my, and, and of course planners too. I love planners. I just, I just got a new planner. I'm so excited to use it. I can't wait. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, mm. <laughs> what's your favorite planner? Oh, happy planner. Happy planner. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I say that very confidently because I have researched every planner available <laughs> to mm. find the right one. And happy planner is, has some of the best resources and they're some of the easiest to customize, which is okay. really what I like. I'm going to go in and look, I'm going to go look and, and, um, and look at, I, uh, I currently I'm using the, the life and apples, which I love. Okay. And it, because I think it just kind of set up the way that my brain works. <laughs> Right. Which, Which is, is so important. important. Like right, that's right. the thing that I had to get through when mm-hmm. I was doing like doing my planner research was yeah. how how do I work mm-hmm. best and what do I need? And the reality was a lot of the people that I was following who do a lot of planner stuff, their brain did not work right. like my brain. And so I had to test a lot and really look at like, OK, how do I plan? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and Happy Planner for me was one of the best ones along with like I use my Google calendar right. and I have you know click up and <laughs> you're gonna have to teach me click up because I, oh, every yeah everybody's like oh so you good. should use click up for that I'm like oh my gosh and I've gone in and I'm like overwhelmed immediately Okay. It it is so that's the only thing with click up is mm-hmm. like if you are not like you kind of have to know your system and similar to the planner, how your brain works, but to be able to build the system, but Mm -hmm. it's so customizable Mm -hmm. that you can literally build out whatever you need Mm -hmm. to fit how your brain works. works, And that is what I love about it. And they have a ton of trainings too, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Cause it helped me think outside of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And then it mm-hmm. showed me features that I wasn't even aware of. So oh, wow. that was really helpful. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm transitioning from Trello and I love Trello. It's easy for me to use. And, but I, we're transitioning back. I used to use this in corporate uh, Monday, mm. which I love a Monday. Oh, is, right. It's like, anyway, but you know, this, this has been so great. I could probably talk to you for another hour. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> probably just because, you know, we, we have a lot of common, but if people are, are looking, you know, maybe they're not satisfied in their career, they're looking to grow. Um, tell me how people work with you. How can people connect with you? Yeah. So a, a lot of different ways currently. Um, I just had a course get picked up by LinkedIn Learning. Um, it's a course that I did with a production company. Um, and that's amazing. It's about taking ownership mm. in your career. So if you have access to LinkedIn learning, 
definitely check that out. You can look up my name, Julia Toothaker. Um, It's also linked on my LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So if you can connect with me there. Um, I just updated my website actually yesterday. So all of my coaching options are on there, including my signature program, which is called Control Your Career. It's Mm -hmm. a 12-week program. It's a really intensive program for people who are looking to make really transformational and intentional change in their career. So good. So if, if you're like really ready to get into it, That is the one that I would start looking at. um, And, you know, we can jump on a call to talk about that. I have other things. I have a course on LinkedIn, how to use LinkedIn. Yeah. um, That also comes with a coaching session. And then this is actually isn't on my website yet, but I'm also doing MBTI coaching specifically. So if you just need a little bit of clarity and you want a 90 minute coaching session with me, which is so (laughs) much time. Um, that is a really great option. Again, it's not on my website, but if you shoot me a message on LinkedIn Perfect. or Instagram, then I'm happy to talk more about that as well. Awesome. And we're going to put all of your links uh, to your website and to your socials in the show notes. And definitely you need to make sure that you're connecting with Julia. She is an amazing individual. She's got some great content, but more importantly, you know, she can walk you through what your next move is and being able to just disseminate uh, your true values to your career and growth. And because I think that sometimes we don't know how to sell ourselves and we don't know how to take the next step, whatever it might be. So that is definitely what um, I encourage you to do. Julia, thank you so much for coming to Casa de Confidence. It's been such a pleasure and you and I will continue to connect. Yes. Thank you for having me. So this was so great. I had so much fun chatting and I think your audience got something out of it as well. Of course, please. I love everything that you share and thank you for the conversation. It's been phenomenal. And don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Hi, everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's Mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. 
pause and get off the hamster wheel. If you've been spinning around, this is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly. Julie's Mastermind.